Trudy Kerr and welcome to The Interviewer. In this series, I'm going to be talking to artists, campaigners, men and women of influence, musicians, performers and anyone who shapes the fabric of our society. And today I'm joined by the Believer of Dragons, the Queen of Sperm Whales and the Ambassador for Tiny Japanese Stomachs. Incidentally, all these references can be found in previous podcasts with Tez. Today, we're going to be hitting those top topics of touching your shoulder with your palm. Should you force your dad onto Instagram so he can watch you in an interview and pulling that model face? along with so much more. <laughs> Tess! You're hilarious, but your intros get better and better every time. <laughs> well, thank you. I love it, I love it. The ambassador for tiny stomachs. I wish I actually had one. I wish I, I was somebody who didn't love food as much as I did, but I do. Well, you remember why we're talking yes, about the yes. tiny stomachs. You can find it in our very, very first podcast because it was just before Christmas. It eh? was, it was the Christmas questions. Yes, I love it. it was when you really made good. some rash and outrageous statements about Japanese people and the size of their stomachs. <laughs> well, it was a, it was a, a, a mul- what's, what's it called when it's like... A multi-choice question. question. A multi-choice question, yes. And that was the answer, whatever. Excellent. Well, I, I see that you're wearing uh, sports gear. Did okay. you go running today? I did. How, look, I, I just wonder before we no, talk about No, don't ask me about running stuff because mine is like a fetus next to yours. Well, uh, no, no, no. Mm. Let me just be very clear. Mm. Anybody who gets off the couch and does anything is already a hero True. for getting off the couch. Okay. So I just want to ask you, I mean, how is the running going? If, you, if you've been listening to the podcast, then you'll know that Tez has taken up running, mm-hmm. which I'm, I'm cheering you on. I'm Cute. a big, am, you know, kind of sweet. ambassador for running. And I'm like, go, girl. You're so sweet. Um, how is it how going? How is it going? Because it's flipping freezing at the moment. It is freezing, but I actually go in the afternoon um, when, and I actually still run in a T-shirt, so... Um, I really love it to be honest um, because then in the sun it's quite nice you run in a t-shirt uh-huh. I don't even run in a t-shirt and I'm running at lunchtime at the moment you, you still have a, a long sleeve top on well in fairness I have these very cool sleeves that you that you actually put on ah so, th- so then you can they just look, yank I them I wear them because they look good <laughs> <laughs> no I, I always start with like a long sleeve top and then I always take it off maybe in my first two kilometers kind of thing I start feeling hot then oh my word you just said my first two kilometers what what distance are we up to oh now no i'm only at six i'm only at six, six is good my friend at six at a stretch that i'm very proud of but recently i had um an issue with my knee because i mean this is all very new to me i was speaking to our friend leanne bartolo who was like i love that you've taken up running i i, I mean I, I used to run a little bit but now i'm kind of taking it a little bit more seriously she's like i love that you're doing it she said but you need to really prepare yourself for a handful of injuries that come with running or you could do what you could just I ignore do the injuries and ignore the whole lot yeah. <laughs> I, yeah I went out on a on a trail run on uh, Sunday I went for a 25k trail run uh, 14 kilometers into the trail run in the middle of absolutely nowhere near Conjuzioni I got bitten by a dog and then I flew down a hill uh, and I managed to bust my knee and uh, and my hand and it's all very bruised and not very nice and looks quite ugly um, and decided I'll keep going running. There is a massive power in just ignoring anything that your body is telling you. Uh, it, it was quite a pain, I'm not going to lie. And I didn't really know where the pain was coming from. I didn't want to furtherly injure myself. So I said, let me just have get it seen too. I, and I, I seem to be on the right track because I'm not in pain anymore. The, the insoles really do help in reality because obviously it balances everything out. 
the weight was shifting of my feet hence why the knee was hurting anyway i seem to be on the right track now so. that is absolutely fantastic um before we go into anything else i also have to ask if you've been hacked recently no i haven't i'm so sorry i know i know that was a I, life event that was I, so you know i i'm gonna like <laughs> deviate a little bit onto something a bit more serious no i haven't i haven't been hacked but so you know recently i'm doing these test talks where i go live Yes. And I, I speak to different people of interest and all of that. Unpaid advert there? No, I promise. It's not that. It's that. And Luke knows what I'm talking about. Um, I I have accounts from people who are spamming inappropriate comments as the live is happening. Obviously, I can't give an example, but very inappropriate. And as they are live, you cannot go into the account and block them and all of that. So I'm dealing with a different side to social media now where, okay, don't get me wrong, it's all fun and games and all of that, but I worry if there is a child (laughs) watching my live happening when I'm talking to somebody about what it's like to live without a limb and everyone can see these comments of course everyone can see them and you know they're very inappropriate comments like I what what they would potentially want to do with me and my body and all of this and I'm like and in the live you you actually see my face changing color because there's an element of shock that oh my god I don't know what to do I don't know what to do I, I don't know how to stop this so Okay, yeah, I mean, it's totally cool and hilarious that we joke about getting hacked. And I was totally, um, I, I was so flattered when somebody <laughs> decided to create this other account. But that was f- the big highlight of your week. Totally. But there is, I'm currently experiencing this other side to it where these fake accounts are being created just to spam and just to kind of ridicule the situation, which is very hard to kind of get to the bottom of. Well, it's interesting that you, you've just jumped in there with social media, because it's one of the topics I want to talk okay. about today. Because I had, a, a couple of weeks ago, I had Mariella Demek on the show. I have, yes. And the show was really... She's really sweet, isn't she? She's a she? lovely, lovely lady. I really like her. And very much focused around COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a psychotherapist, so we were talking about COVID. We were talking about the coping with the long-term and short-term effects of COVID and what we can do uh, to help each other and ourselves. Well, she, we also talked about the role that social media plays, plays in this situation. And what was her answer? Well, you see, we talked about this and we talked about um, being much more online than we ever used to be okay. because of COVID. And that COVID can obviously, offer support. for obvious reasons. Ah. And of, uh, being part of that community that was not available before being able to communicate with people that in a way that we won't be able to able to do before. However, she highlighted bringing controls into your life in relation to social media. And I think this, if you, if you were one of those people who they had spent their teens and their formative years without even the internet, she says, giving away her age, mm-hmm. um, social media, is quite alarming in some respects of how much of a role it plays in our lives. Nowadays. My, nowadays, I was out at, at uh, Maya Strau, uh just a couple of weeks ago cycling and spotted a whole family and the kids were happily playing and every single adult, and there were nine of them, were on their mobile phones. And that really worries me. But what she was talking about is, is introducing controls into our lives relating to social media. So do you have controls? For, for instance, in her, in her uh, family situation, the same in mine, if you're going out for dinner, the phone does not go on the table. 
do you have sort of rules like that for yourself and, and the people around you um last time we did a podcast you asked me about social media and if i would take down a post because there aren't enough likes and all of this mm. genuinely no because it's not it's not some i don't f- i am not an influencer and i don't do this full time but you are an influencer I no mean, i'm not i'm an actress and a singer that needs a following because in this day and age you i feel you need to have a presence in social media to maintain your performer status star but I think I think you need to have a presence. Ira Losco would argue the same thing. A lot of artists locally and internationally would argue the same thing. Why? Because we live in a day and age where social media does exist. But that's what you're putting up. But I don't. And I don't I'm referring to what you're bringing down. So yes, wait, how no, much I, time I, I am. I'm going to trisexo that because I love I, that term. I, I I want to kind of plant a seed as to what i feel i bring to social media and i don't think it's influencing and i don't want it to be social influencing i'm not into it i'm not interested in it and god forbid do i ever want to be in a situation where i'm like crap it's five o'clock i'm scheduled to have posted and i didn't post no i don't want to be bound that way when Dave and I go out for dinner. Yes, we do put our phones away and we're very like, no, let's let's actually have a conversation. Um, and to a certain extent, it happens with um, my friends as well. But I'm not going to lie that there is another side to me that on a Sunday afternoon when there's a game on and I'm so not interested in watching a game, I want to spend two hours on TikTok. I call it frying my brain cells that's and and that's well, honestly what i just feel like doing and it took me a while to accept that because for a very long time i did not know how to be still i did not know what it was like to not go from project to project and i think that is what hit me the most when covid had hit because everything came to a sudden halt and now funnily enough I'm I'm so glad that there is this part of me that says, oh, I have an hour. I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to get into bed. Dave is going to watch a game. I, I don't feel like reading because reading kind of puts me to sleep a little bit quicker than I want to. And I don't want to be in bed by nine o'clock because I'll wake up at five. So I said, I'm going to go on TikTok. And there are some hilarious videos on TikTok. I mean, it's totally... I'm gonna gain absolutely nothing of it. Of it. I'm, my, honestly, there's nothing but a couple of laughs. And then if it's funny, I send it to a couple of friends and then it starts a conversation. I don't think there's anything wrong in it. It's, uh, if somebody, if you and I were having a conversation at dinner and I'm just like, Trude, I don't feel like having a conversation. I feel like going on TikTok. I'd be like, yes, there's a problem. But if you're at home, I mean, there isn't much else going on. I finished my work. I've finished rehearsing whatever I needed to rehearse. Food is done. D- laundry is done. Dishes are done. What's the end of the world? If no, I just you, want you, to, you drew a very clear if parallel. I want to, if I just want to kill a couple of brain cells on TikTok, what's the difference between that and watching crappy television? Exactly. The only difference is that one is on a screen, and as they're both on screens. One is in, in your hand, and the other one is on a screen. You think there isn't crap on television? There is loads of crap on TV. No, I, I can tell you that when I was in um, in that situation pre TikTok, pre 
free you were watching crap on I was television. watching EastEnders on a Sunday exactly, afternoon, so which I can tell you is utterly crap. Of course. This is just like when Mariella last time was telling you, because we grew up in an age of social media, without social media, uh, totally, but you also had shitty television. So you still had this, this you still had an out for wasting time watching absolute nonsense. But you wouldn't take your television with you no. to a restaurant. Now, I, I also saw recently whilst I was at a, a, a Saturday afternoon lunch uh, that uh, there was in the restaurant that I was in, uh, there was a table of uh, families and the, the children had their iPads stood Sta- on the screen. Mm. And we talked about this before, and I think that's this is where I'm saying, that, and, and Mariella was saying, you need to draw, you need to to draw, draw guidelines. Uh-huh, yes, listen. I'm going to say this and I'm going to say something else. So whoever is listening, listen to the entire argument, please. But yes, I can. I, I can see exactly what you mean. And, and I look at a child at table and instead of engaging in conversation with their cousins or with their siblings or with their parents, they're actually just vegeted, vegetabling, whatever. Vegetating. Vegetating, thank you. Vegetabling, my God. Vegetating. Um... On their, on their iPads or whatever. I was, but... So I get that that is not right. I get that they could totally be having a conversation instead or colouring or whatever. At least there is an, a creative outlet. I get that. I also get that I'm not a parent. I also get that. And I also respect that. So I think I can actually have... I can actually give you an objective answer when I actually have a child. And I think it's very easy to stand back childless for me to say, no, when I have children, they're not going to have that much, that much screen time. No, no, no. How do I know? I think that's a decision you make, not a, not a decision that makes you. I think I think it's a lot harder than we think. I, I don't... I, I don't disrespect parents. I don't completely disrespect parents that say you know you know what i respect i respect that okay now we're eating so now yes you do put it away i don't like that while you're eating they're still they're still playing on their tablet maybe in the waiting time or maybe you say okay there's 10 minutes of this is what i would plan on doing okay i have 10 minutes until the food comes and then when the food comes no more and then you're going to you're going to play with your sisters or whatever or you'd give them a choice okay there is tablet time now or after dinner you choose or there is a just genuine no we are out you're going to have a conversation but i also understand that imagine this child is an only child with just adults i would feel a little bit bored if i were the child and a bit like what am i going to talk to this person about and then on the other hand if that is the only time the parents had to actually connect with one another all week don't they get that adult time that adult one hour I'm not entirely sure that uh, an iPad is the answer. I mean, having said that, I'm going to caveat that by by saying we mentioned before television. When I was growing up, uh, it was pre-internet. And so we had uh, an hour and a half of watching television after school, before dinner, after dinner. It was bath time. It was all of these sorts of things. And that was our allocated time. And why was it allocated? Because those were TV shows. TV shows that were Because they were the TV shows that we wanted to watch. All right. So in that respect, I totally agree with you. I, I also think uh, that TV shows are more structured. And as you mentioned, 
in your uh, interviews, your online chats, your test talks, you have people getting into that that you have no control over, and that that concerns me because they, we, it is much harder to have control over the internet and what young people see and do than it is over television where you just switch on a TV mm. show. Yes, I, I obviously agree with you in that regard. I do. Um, I also think that not everything on um, YouTube and whatever is bad in the sense that um, I tell my kids and I send them links. You know, I'm doing sign language with my kids and I tell them if you're bored at home and you, and you just want to watch this and at least they're learning a song in sign language. So there isn't, it's not, it's not all bad. It's not, I would say that it's a, a smaller percentage of it is, is, you know, not healthy, not good. Um, but I, I, that's why I was coming to, do you have those uh, mechanisms in place uh, I think I do. In reality, if somebody had to log into my test talk, um, wouldn't that be killing an hour on social media when you think about it? But in reality, it's only it's it's not killing an hour on social media. It's, it, it you would see the exact same thing or listen to the exact same thing on a podcast or on television or on television. It just happens to be on a social media platform. This is what I mean by not everything is crap. Is there crap to filter through? holy moly yes there is and even on the even people i follow you know how many times i just start unfollowing people because i'm just like my god what are you giving me you're not making me feel good you're not giving the world anything good to follow i don't want you, you don't need deserve to be on my feed and this comes full circle around to what mariella was saying about being disciplined and discerning about how much time you spend and what you spend time doing uh -huh. i think the what is a, is very important. I think the what is very important. Um, last time, for example, we were we were um, at a picnic, and again, I didn't really. F I wasn't. It was a Sunday. I did. I wasn't in the mood to kind of run around and chase a ball and all of that. I plunked myself in the sun, and I was going through my photo stream. I was honestly watching rehearsals that I miss. And my niece actually commented, she said, Auntie, you haven't gotten off your phone. True, totally true. But I was also kind of just reminiscing to a place I would really love to be. Not that I wanted to be elsewhere because I enjoyed being outdoors and with my family and all of that. But I also miss this other side to me. And yes, I spent an hour, maybe two, going through rehearsal videos and laughing at backstage shots that obviously nobody will ever see kind of thing. But there is it's not all bad just because you see somebody at the back of their phone uh, i might very much be in the minority don't get me wrong and then maybe i'm trying to make an excuse and maybe yes people are vegetating on a phone and seeing absolute nonsense but there is possibly this other side to it every time somebody says a new word the first thing i do is grab my phone and go on google because i'm just interested to know what that word means that doesn't mean i'm addicted to my phone i just want to know you got your dad onto Instagram. I got my dad onto Instagram. That was so funny, Trude. How so. is your dad on Instagram? <laughs> so, so just uh, just to put this in into context, uh, you are the youngest of four four girls. Yes, and um, you are definitely, <laughs> definitely your dad's little princess. So, I but you got say your a dad. Princess. I'm a warrior because I'm tougher than that. <laughs> you may be, but you're definitely your dad's little princess. But you got your dad onto Instagram and it looked like it was an interesting conversation. It was hilarious. So, um, 
I, I had an interview yesterday, the roles kind of reversed. I was not the one interviewing. I was the one being interviewed. And it's, it doesn't just feel like an interview or whatever when we do a podcast because we're good friends and it's just a conversation. But this was genuinely like an interview of like, how did you get into theater and where did it all start? And I was like, oh my, I'm really nervous. And I was telling my dad about it and he was like, how can I watch it? And I told him, you need an Instagram account. And he told me, oh, you don't have one. So I told him, you have a Facebook account. I can just transfer all the information to, to Instagram. And Instagram are, and Facebook are linked now. You just log everything in and it's easy as... Anyway, and my dad at work was known as Ilpsimps. It was his nickname, Ilpsimps. And so I wrote Martin Camilleri Ilpsimps. And he was like, I want a sink. In Maltese, a dash is a sink. Uh-huh. And I was like, what do you mean a sink? And Instagram doesn't let you do a dash. It's only full stops and underscores. And I, I couldn't explain this to my father, that Instagram doesn't let you do a freaking dash sink. And he's like, but I want a sink. I want a sink. I'm like, what sink? Do sink you wash your hands with? I'm like, ah, you mean a dash. (laughs) Anyway, so it was hilarious. And then he discovered the explore button that kind of takes you to the beaches and all these beautiful places. And he was telling my mom, my mom's name is Elena, but he calls her Lilla. He was saying, Lilla, Lilla, wow, look at this beach. Lilla, Lilla, look, there is a beach in a forest. And my mom's like, in a porridge. And telling you, I spent the afternoon with them because my car, I had to take my car to have a service done. And I really miss spending time with them. They are so funny. They are such a funny couple. So have you been posting on behalf of your dad? I have. In fact, I posted a picture of him and my mom and I wrote love of my life. And he was like, dad, what, where did this come from? And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I nicked it. And then I posted one of my sisters and I, but he has no idea what's going on. Like he has genuinely no idea. What you hijacked <laughs> an Instagram account in your father's name. Of course. And I went into. He's been <laughs> hacked. Yes. I went into my profile and I liked a couple of pictures <laughs> on behalf of my dad. <laughs> of course you did. Jeez. Oh, funny. Oh, bless him. So uh, is he going to be posting? Or, oh, that's it. You're taking care of his account. I, I have to take care of his account. Okay, while you're there, can you go on to my account? <laughs> <laughs> like some As of usual. <laughs> like I used to, like I used to do when we're back at the station. What's this social media thing? You do it. You do it. <laughs> you do it, Jess. I have no idea what we're talking about. Listen, um, let's change the, the subject just for a second. What okay. was the last headline that you read? I'm sure you've heard the whole conversation of certain pictures being leaked. Um, and I'm in a couple of groups on Facebook as well. And obviously there aren't really groups on, on Instagram. But I was I was listening to a couple of opinions with regards to... Um, Just to clarify, this was the story... A couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. uh, about uh, some uh, some photographs and some footage, some private photographs of, that a, were of a young lady that has young at lady in a, a football club. Yeah, so I was following that kind of story, um, and really listening to people's opinions and listening to young people and older people, kind of not judging, but I wouldn't call it judging, just giving their their two cents on 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 what what was going on. Every couple of years or months, we have another incident like this, which is funny because it just like comes back, if you know what I mean. I think that's the last thing I read. What about you? I, I listen, just on that note, I mean, this, unfortunately, 
And very sadly, this kind of behavior has been going on for millennia. Mm -hmm. And I, don't, I, I would love to see change and I'd love to see equality, but it's going to take generations to make that happen. You know what I don't understand? It's always the woman's body that is kind of the picture that is circulated. In reality, I'm pretty sure the guy sent a pic in return. Or, yes, no, or not even in return. He could have been the one to initiate everything. But what do you see on the headlines? You never see that a guy sent a D-I-C-K pic, you know? You can say I can't say it now, all right. You know, nobody no, nobody mentions that. I've never seen a headline with something like that. It's as if it's like, yeah, he's the guy, he can get away with it. That's and then, exactly it. And then it's the girl that's just like the woman who is like, <gasps> you know, so there were arguments on these forums where, you know, women were saying, you know, we've all, we've all had a couple of drinks, even if I hadn't, haven't had a couple of drinks. If you feel comfortable sending that kind of picture, kudos to you. There's nothing wrong with it. You're, you, as in, you are if you're comfortable in your own body to kind of do that each to their own um but then you have the other like not body shaming but just like women saying how can you do that in this day and age um you should know better blah 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 and it's like that's your opinion and i respect that and i i you're totally entitled to feel that way but you you cannot belittle somebody else just because they have an opposing opinion don't you think it comes down to privacy and respect of course, it comes Ultimately, down to privacy and respect. If you've sent it to a, a, a another person, it doesn't even have to be a member of the opposite sex. I could have sent you a picture of myself in my bathing suit or in, in my bikini, in my underwear, because I'm feeling really fly and my abs are showing, and I'm like, oh my god, true, look at look at me, I I look really good, and you decide to send it to a couple of friends and a couple of friends and a couple of friends, and all of a sudden, what I felt comfortable sending you as my friend becomes something that look at this and look at that and look at this and look at that this is like a couple of months ago there was a, a shot a video clip that was being circulated i'm actually going to mention him by name because he's a good friend of ours chris dingley was in a in a in a film with another local actress and there was a sex scene and this film is obviously available to be streamed and all of that and somebody got it cut out this particular sex scene and it was being circulated everywhere so not only was it removed from the context of the film but obviously everybody's like ara chris ara you know and it's like there is an element of i mean nobody went into well probably they might have but you know there are sex scenes in films and why did we feel the need to crop this one out and kind of send it around to all of our friends what was the purpose of it? It was uh, tabloid. No, it was it was you know it was a video clip of two people of a sex scene through. So it was ick because what we've never seen a sex scene, you know. That comes down to the motivation and and what is motivating somebody's behaviour. And obviously in this instance, um, I would say that we are well aware that men and women think differently. And they do think differently because we are different genders. And I think anybody who denies that uh, is, is being foolish. It's more unlikely that a woman would do that because of the way that we are genetically may, uh, predisposed rather than men who maybe you know, uh, uh, behave differently, particularly when they are together. This was, an, this was an acting thing. So you're already, I mean, even as an actress, 
I, I would already feel a little bit uncomfortable, much uncomfortable, you know. You're already, f- it's not like you're telling somebody, hey, pass me a cup of coffee. This is like a proper scene where you really have to mentally prepare for it. You need to feel comfortable. You need to feel okay. So, you know, yes, probably I, the actor, was feeling a little bit like, ma, I'm feeling a bit eck. And then somebody exploited that. So even in, from the from the acting side of it, not just the the naked selfies side to it, from 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 an industry side to it, it's quite tech that we're so behind that we see a sex scene and we're like, oh, it's a sex scene. Oh yeah, man, get on with it. Well, you let know? me ask you: if it's out in the public domain, who owns it? It was. I think it's Amazon Prime. I think it's on Amazon but Prime. But as a gen- as a general question, if it's out in the public domain, who do you think owns it? I'm the company that produced it. Do they? Does that mean that the people that are involved in it have no right and no say in it at all? I don't know. I don't know how. I to be honest, a, a contract like that never landed in my lap beca- on my lap because I I'm not that type. Of, I I'm not interested. But any media, if you put a photograph of yourself or, or you know on a social no, media post, no. In reality, post, in reality, this is like when sometimes I get featured in this particular um, online news portal. And I get very upset because they just take my stuff off social media. And I'm, I'm trying to be very diplomatic and not say the name, but they take my stuff off social media and they don't ask for consent. And I obviously barked back and I said, I have absolutely no problem to send it to you. I actually will give it to you in high resolution so that it goes up at better quality onto your website. I said, but don't just take my stuff. Just ask me. And they're like, um, but we don't need to because the second it's out on social media, it is the public's to take. And I'm like, but it, ethics doesn't come into it. Like the thought doesn't cross your mind that in maybe two weeks time, you might need me to answer a couple of questions. And I'm going to feel really uncomfortable to actually be like, no, I don't want to answer your questions. But we're entering into a gray area here because if somebody is using your media to generate an income because it's a it's a profit driven uh, portal then that's they are regarding that as free content that they are using to, gr- to 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 create profit to create themselves revenue see this is why i'm not good with the industry this is why this is not an industry i could totally delve into because i don't agree with it i think if if i had to take a fo- um if i needed to use a photo of yours i would say true i'm going to use this shot you're happy with it do you like it I would do that, but this is me as Tez, and that's okay. Um, and again, I, neither am I posting pictures of myself indecently that I think, you know, they're, they're great pictures. Use them all you want. I have loads of myself in a wedding dress if you'd like some of those. <laughs> so <laughs> no problem at all. There is an element of a conscience should step in at some point and say, is it going to be the end of the world if I just drop this person a line and say, hey, I'm, I'm writing this article about you. Can I use this picture of you? There's nothing wrong with that. There too. are ethics and there are legal requirements. Uh, if there's no accreditation to it, uh, then you have, you have an issue. Right. But if there's any accreditation at all, then you're entering into a gray mm. area. I think that as much as I could do with the publicity, so to speak, to get featured, they need the content. So I think it is a two-way street. Why? Why risk ruining that relationship? Because I think that's based on the fact that an awful lot of people are media exposure hungry and will oh, not complain. They're fools, aren't they? They're fools. Uh, this is the world that we live in, my friend. No, I complained, obviously. In fact, I never got featured again. But oh. 
I, it's totally fine. <laughs> I'm not crying over over no, it. No wedding dress. No wedding dress. I'm afraid. Well, listen. I'm looking forward to speaking to you in <laughs> March, uh, and uh, and wishing you all the very best. You too, my true Dicker. <laughs>